Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. Yes, Strictly Hoop Talk. The NBA season is here, and so we are doing these last-minute division previews. Going to be doing all all divisions. All 30 teams are going to be covered. Let's start here with the Northwest, perhaps the most interesting. Um, and partially the reason why these division preview pods are coming so late was because we wanted to see what Jimmy Butler was doing. So I figured let's start with Jimmy Butler in the Northwest Division. Akil, how you doing first? Good. How are you? Man, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm I'm excited for the season to come. We're only four days away from the actual start of the season, right? It starts Tuesday. It starts Tuesday. Alright. Starts Tuesday. Let's let's get into it. Um so I guess we'll start with the Timberwolves there. The main the main story, of course, you guys all know. Everyone in the NBA knows right now Jimmy Butler and his trade demand with the Tim- Timberwolves, or as a kill likes to say, the Timberwolves. Um, oh yes, sir. <laughs> and he basically he demanded a trade and still hasn't been traded. Weeks later, so he has decided to show up to practice yesterday, reportedly an hour late, take the third stringers and the guys who were just on training camp deals. And run the starters off the floor and totally <laughs> dominate the starters, and, and talk so much trash. You guys got it. Listen, I I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this enough justice. You just have to go on NBA Twitter to get all the details. Like it, it's it's perfect. It's it's amazing. So obviously, really quick, go ahead. Can I plug um, that Twitter account that? Uh, oh yeah, if you know it, go ahead, please, because I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. So um. Basically, it's at MGrads, all capital, uh, capital M-G-R-A-D-S. This dude has everything. Um, also, um, shout out to my guy, uh, personal favorite of both of ours, Amin. Amin broke it all out on the jump. Basically, yeah. the fact that he took uh, the third stringers and guys who were on training camp two-way deals. Uh, and he beat all the first string guys. And he, like... Locked down Cat, like, to the point where, like, it didn't matter. Like, Cat couldn't do anything, and then he left. And then Andrew Wiggins still managed to give the dude dab after he left. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Um, But let's get to... So let's get to this this whole Jimmy Butler thing. Because, honestly, look, we, we each... for How this is going to work is we each have talking points or storylines, questions, whatever you want to call it for each team going into season. And to me the the only thing that matters now is the is the Jimmy Butler thing. That's the biggest thing for uh for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So with that being said, I I just got to ask the question, how long does Jimmy stay? 
Honestly, I think maybe post All Star break now. Post All Star break. Wow. So you don't think you don't think he's getting traded? I think he is, but I oh, just don't think it's okay, gonna be right, anytime soon. Okay, right after. Okay, got you. Um. Yeah, man, I just I find it very hard. Look, I know it's easy to rag on the Timberwolves who have been a dysfunctional franchise, but to be fair to them, I mean, it's hard to pull the trigger when you're getting cents back on on a dollar in a trade. And so I understand them trying to be patient. I really do. Um I so I think the media's being a little bit too hard on the Timberwolves themselves, but they also have handled this mess poorly and as a result it seems that at this point jimmy's just willing to further and further diminish his trade value and just do whatever he can to get out of uh minnesota so i i akil you're with me right like you think they gotta do it now or do you think they or do you think they should roll out so you said you think that they're that they will hold on to him for the season do you think that's the right move or do you think that's just what the wolves are gonna do I think it's a completely wrong move, and I just think it's the Wolves, and they're going to be the Wolves. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think that's I think the longer you keep him, the worse it's going to get. I really don't see this season changing. I don't see this turning around. Let's say the the Timberwolves start off five and zero. Like, do you think? Do you really think that there's going to be articles published, credible articles from credible outlets published about how the Minnesota Timberwolves have figured it out? No. Exactly. There's not. There's only going to be the 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 blog the blog boys as KD calls them or whatever. Um, just the people the people who are who are big Timberwolves fans, Timberwolves homers. They're going to write those <laughs> stories if they're five and zero, oh, saying, "Oh, everything's fine. Turn the corner." But no, this this is not salvageable. This is not salvageable by any means. It's over. Um, Jimmy Butler is leaving Minnesota. He is not going to be in a Minnesota uniform next year. That is the that is the one hundred percent truth. You can take that to the bank. Um, and you know it sucks because I mean if they if Jimmy Butler was healthy, I mean you're looking at you're looking at a team that was a three seed in the West. Like they were, uh, they were a damn good team with Jimmy, Cat, and Wiggins all together. Um, I, but Jimmy just can't, just can't stand. And I guess the personal problems are are just between Jimmy and Cat. I guess Andrew Wiggins is kind of just like a middleman. At least that's what I'm hearing. Are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, I think he doesn't really have a side. He's just kind of there to be there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is a team, so I guess to be fair to Timberwolves, let's talk about what they did. So they added Luol Deng, um, Anthony Tolliver, my guy, which you know he was on Jimmy's team and you know he was raining threes. Let's just put that out there. Anthony Tolliver gets buckets. Uh, he wasn't on his team. He wasn't? No, it was literally third string guys. Luol Deng was on his team. Uh, the dude that had a broken foot played a little bit. He was on his Tyus team. Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones was on his team. Like, literal. No, Tyus was second string. He wasn't even oh. on his team. Okay. Um, it was literal third stringers and training camp guys. Man, that's incredible. Um, again, go to MGrad's Twitter for that because that is the unfiltered truth, and it is incredibly awesome. Um, so the only key loss they really had was Bielitsa. Um 
that was really the only thing. And they added Luol Deng and Anthony Tolliver, who I thought were who I thought were both nice additions for them as a team. But I don't see I don't see this team moving the needle. And now I especially don't see this team moving the needle. Akil, let's say this is hard this is hard to say because we don't know the trade package and everything, but let's say Jimmy does get traded this weekend. Is there is is there a scenario where Minnesota can still remain a playoff team? Like uh, assuming assuming they get nothing back. Like assuming they just get like um picks, I guess you could say. Just like is this team without Jimmy Butler a playoff team, I guess, is what no. I'm asking. No. No. I I agree. I don't think they're I don't think they're anywhere near the playoffs. I think they're thirteenth in the West. My thing is who holds those guys accountable. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, who holds them accountable? Um, who's going to like? Is is Tibbs's voice even going to have any effect in the locker room after Jimmy leaves? I don't think so. Yeah, like who's gonna, like who's the player they're going to rally around? Like Cat? Like what, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, like even part of the part of the reports was that Cat huddled everybody up and gave a message, and that even and the everybody players thought enough, it was a joke. Yeah, every <laughs> yeah the players said it fell flat. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. This team is this team is out if it's a playoff team. Um they just have to they just have to trade Jimmy and get as much back as they can and move forward. Let's jump to Denver now. The team they beat out for the last playoffs. Oh, spot. I wanted to ask I wanted to ask one more thing. Okay, go for it actually. Um with him leaving now, um does it make Wiggs finally take that next step up, or does he still not care? Um, I think it. I think it certainly helps. Uh, because I just think, I think that dude just needs to get out of Minnesota, even if it's the Sacktown Kings. That'll be the only team that takes that contract. But yeah, I mean, I don't know though. I think I think that by nature, when you lose a when you lose a guy like Jimmy Butler, there's just a lot more opportunity to score for your team and he's obviously going to take a lot of that a lot a lot of those shots that Jimmy leaves behind when he leaves and I think that just by I think by default his accountability will be raised and maybe that's what he needs to bring out the best in him is he just needs to be held more accountable and yeah that's my thing about what Jimmy Butler said with the Rachel Nichols interview which was amazing by the way like yeah like it was like sure was the way he said stuff like aggressive and maybe wrong, yeah. But like, was what he's saying wrong? No, like, <laughs> like no, like exactly. You have a you have an owner who gave a dude one hundred fifty million dollars asking him, "Are you gonna work harder?" I mean, yeah. All right, check your bank account tomorrow. I'll hit you with that direct deposit. Like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so we normally do, for every team, we do over-unders. Um, for Minnesota, it's very hard because their over-under is uh, is assuming Jimmy Butler plays and everything is fine, which it clearly isn't. So their over-under is at 44.5. We're Yikes. both taking way under, right? Yikes. Let's go 35. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. 35. 35 sounds actually perfect for, for the Minnesota Timberwolves this year. Um, let's jump to the Denver Nuggets now. So, to me, there, there's a couple interesting things about this team. Um, one of the things is, and, and probably the most important thing is, is Jokic got the bag. Jokic got the bag. 
Um, so what's more important, though, to the Nuggets? Is it Jamal Murray taking a leap or is it Jokic taking a leap defensively? Which is more important, would you say, to, to the Denver Nuggets? Well, obviously, because center defense is pretty much, like, the most important part of defense, obviously, I'd say Jokic taking that leap defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the counter-argument is if Jamal Murray doesn't take a leap, you have to play Isaiah Thomas, and we both know that's not a good thing in 2018. <laughs> Where are you playing him at? Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Jokic has to make a leap defensively. He just can't be flat out the worst. Like even if he can get to average, like wow, that's really good. Like if Jokic can get to an average solid to solid defender, then all of a sudden the Nuggets are just so much better. Because the problem is their defensive rating was 109. Well, yeah, everybody knows what they are. They're just gonna be the like I'm just gonna try to outscore you team. Like right. That's all they do. It's like they want to have 126 to 118 games and try to be the team that scores 126 every game. Like, Yeah. Yeah, that's their identity. But the problem is that, I mean, it's 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 a very hard way to play. It's a very hard way to win games. If if that's if that's your mindset, if you're if you're literally just punting one side of the ball, essentially, and saying we're just going to be as good as we possibly can on the other end. That's uh, that that to me is never good. The other thing is, um, unless unless you have something to chime in here, the other thing I'm thinking is, how good is this team with Millsap? Because Millsap only played 38 games with the team last year. Oh, yeah. He didn't play for most of the year, didn't he, because of the broken finger? Yep. Yeah, Millsap's also, I think, one of the most, like, if it was a way to be, like, underrated players in the NBA, like, I think people don't really understand how good he is as a basketball player. Like, it's just the thing with him. It's like nothing really jumps out as far as just, like, like what he does. It's kind of like Al Horford in the same sense. They're just really solid. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing really jumps out, like, as far as athletics and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, Paul Millsap's going to be a huge um, addition for them. And also... Um, I was just about to say Michael Porter Jr., but he's not playing this year, so why am I saying that? Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Harris, um, that he's going to have to take another big jump this year also. Um, solid defender. Um, but, like, yeah, they have a lot of options. Um, they just have to figure it out defensively, like always. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were they were a plus 4.3 uh, with him on the court, so that's, so that, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but he didn't really have the season that we all expected in part because of injury and also in part because of performance. He didn't shoot the ball well. Um, he struggled. But I think, like you said, I think he's a very underrated player, and I think that's a huge, huge dynamic um, because that, that was essentially, I mean, last year when they got him, he was one of the best free agents on the market. So it's like they essentially got, you know, uh, an, all, an all-star. It's, it's, it's like they essentially got an all-star this year. Added to their team, yeah, but they did. But he just didn't play last year. Exactly. So, um, so I'm I'm up. I'm optimistic on Denver. I think Denver is one of the teams that will find a way to creep in, um, just because I think I think you can count on Murray, Harris, Jokic, these guys taking a leap, and I think they have a really nice, solid young core. Yes, they do. And I and um, you can assume that Millsap's going to be healthier than last year. I think that's a fair assessment. He hasn't had a a terribly um, injury-prone career by any by any stretch. 
he's actually been extremely durable. So I think it's fair to expect him to play a lot more. Um, and that's the difference at a team that was one game away from the playoffs. Um, so I think this team is in two games away from being like two or three games away from being the third, the third seed. That's how crazy, like, I don't think people, rem- I don't think people really remember how crazy the West was last year. So I'm, yeah, I'm in on Denver. Could be a fourth or fifth seed this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think they could, I think they could be a really, really good team. Um, I think, I think they're a tremendous team. Let's let's go to the over under now. So the over under, um, the over under for them is let's look it up here, uh, forty seven and a half. Let's say, which is a pretty know. high over under. I, I think it is. I was gonna say maybe like forty three, forty four, forty five. Yeah, that's the thing. Is what do you think the playoff is gonna be? What do you think the AC is gonna be in the West? 45 maybe around that yeah yeah so i i would say i i would take man um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take the over i'm gonna take a hair over i think they're a 48 win team this year mm-hmm. i think they're a good team i think yeah, 48 to 44 like yeah that's what they'll probably yeah. end up being i think i think uh the, the hard thing is we don't know how much michael porter jr is going to contribute um Isaiah I don't think Tom- he's playing this whole season. Yeah, well, there's been rumors, but I don't think that's been confirmed that he's shut down yet. Um, Isaiah Isaiah Thomas, okay. uh, they needed a guard. I don't know how much he helps. I mean, he definitely fits their motto of no defense. Um, they lost Wilson Chandler, which I thought was which I thought was huge. Uh, I I've always liked Wilson Chandler. I always thought he's been an underrated piece on their on their team for the last. You know how many years has he been there since that New York trade? Five, six. Five, six. Yeah, I was just about to say four or five. Yeah. Um. So, I and obviously they they lost uh Kenneth Farid as well and, and Devin Harris and Daryl uh, and Darrell Arthur. But uh, but to me the big loss is Wilson Chandler for that team. They re-signed their key guys Barton Yo uh Barton and Jokic. So I think that this they had a, they had a great off season. So I think. Why not? Assuming they're going to be healthier, and assuming that their internal players um in, improve, I think it's I think forty eight wins um sounds right for me. Let's jump to. Let's jump to OKC. Oh God, <laughs> your boy. All right, let's talk about let's talk about not your boy, boy Russ and his team. Um, so not my boy. To me, a kill, and I'm sure you're with this. It, the only interesting thing, I think, about OKC is they did have a great offseason. Now they they added uh, they added Noel for cheap. They uh, they they got Dennis Schroeder in a trade for Carmel Anthony, who was basically giving them nothing last year. So they got good pieces back. They kept they kept Paul George. So they did everything right in my books. Um, but does I can't help but feel does. Does all that they did make any difference? Nope. First round and out. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I just don't think this is a team that's going to get out of the first round. I see this team as a team that's a for-sure playoff team, a good team, maybe even get as high as the fourth seed. But I don't think this is a team that's going to win the first round. I mean, I mean, I say this all the time about this team, um, especially now 
with Russ, I mean, I'm not going to throw Russ Lander. I'm always here for it. But, like, if he's, like, your main dude, you have to really understand that, like, your ceiling's pretty much the first round. Maybe that second conference, and then after that, you're kind of done. Yeah, because, like, cause like, let's just go through it right now. Like, if they if they face the Warriors, the Rockets, or the or the Jazz, they're losing. They're, I think they're losing that series. All three of those series, I think those are three teams that beat them in the playoffs. Um, so you know maybe maybe there's a fourth uh, fourth team. So maybe if they get the the exact right perfect matchup for them, they get out of the first round. But I still don't think they're beating any of those three teams in the second round if they face them. Yeah, so. no, nope. But I but I think but I think it's fair to give them credit though because they had a great off season, right? Like they did everything right. They had they had no cap flexibility. They somehow turned. Carmelo Anthony into Dennis Schroeder, which I get. I'm not. I'm not a believer in Dennis Schroeder by any means, but I mean that's a that's a good pickup for them. That's a good pickup, and then Noel for cheap. We all know Noel has had problems, but I mean for for a minimum contract again in a team that's hamstrung by cap by cap issues. That's a great move. That's a great. That's a low risk, high reward. So I think I think exactly. I think What's they had you- a great off season. Yeah, what's your question you got for him? That was just was just it does it actually make a difference? Like does Schroeder and Noel and these other guys that they acquired, does it make any type of difference for OKC? And I don't think it does. I think they're I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're a team that can really the only difference maker I really see is Schroeder. I think Schroeder could maybe if he maybe he can be like a Reggie Jackson in OKC. Okay. Yeah, for me, um, I just want to know who makes that next big jump for them. Because uh, they have, obviously, they have Russell, and he does what he does. Yeah. Um, Is there Steve anyone Matt, we can expect internal improvement from? I'm a... Oh, it's just... Yeah, um... I mean, Grant is the only guy I can think of. Yeah, me. I'm the same. Yeah, and I and I like him as a player, too. I just don't know how he if he can take a leap yeah understandable and and how and how big of a leap it is and how much of a difference it makes yeah i have no idea um so this is a team to me right that's stuck where they were last year roughly give her plus or minus a couple wins what what was their record last year 44 wins if i'm not mistaken 46 Something like that. Yeah, something in that area. Um, and so let's see what the over-under has for them. OKC is at 50, 50 and a half. Yikes. So that's basically looking at them as a top four seed. Do you see them as the fourth team? Well, I guess. So yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, take the, I'd take the slight over. I think anywhere from I think anywhere from fifty to fifty two is their range. Um, yeah, I was gonna say forty eight to fifty one. So right there yeah. with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think okay. that's a small window. Um, and again, all we'll right. see. We'll see who they get matched up with in the playoffs. Um, all right, let's jump to the. Let's, Portland. All right. Yeah, let's go Portland. Let's go Portland. Um, so this to me, this is an interesting team. Um, let's go through their let's go through what they what they lost and what they gained. So with the Portland with the Portland Trailblazers, 
They they got St- Seth Curry. I almost said Steph Curry. That would be a nice acquisition. Uh, Seth Curry. They could go Phoenix Suns. Three-game yeah. lineup. Yep. Nick Stauskas. Um, and they, mini Splash Bros. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hashtag mini Splash Bros. But they lost Shabazz and Ed Davis, who I thought were nice. Um, who I Ed thought Davis were nice is addition. huge for them. And also they re-signed Nurkic, so um, that's worth pointing out because I like Nurkic as a big, even though he didn't play too well in the playoffs. Um, this, to me, is a team that um, they may have gotten worse or at the very best stayed the same. So what's they're like a always, reasonable... Go ahead. They're always just going to be a six seed, like six or seven seed. Like, that's what they are. Like, they're okay for the West. Here come the like, fans saying they were third last year. <laughs> Like, I mean, okay, they were third last year, I get that. But, like, in a realistic season, what are they? Like, sixth, seventh seed, if that? Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. They're, like, they're last year three. was a year, weird year where every team in the end went on a ridiculous winning streak. And, like, yeah, it was weird. But, yeah. like... They were two games out of the... They were two games away from they, missing They went the from playoffs. two games out of the playoffs to being a three seed, and you guys really wanted to take your quality three seed team fuck out of here. Yeah, Anyways, exactly. Um, they're yeah, just like, going to be stuck in that tier, and I think they're a team that is a that is one of the lower teams within that tier. Like they're in that tier to me, but they're one of the lower teams. Like you've seen them get manhandled by the Pelicans. Like I like the Pels more than them. Like I do we, too. Like what are we doing here? And I think CJ might be on his way out of the door. Actually, like I like I don't know. Like okay, okay. So what's a, so so you're saying the reasonable expectation for them is six to seventh seed again i think they run into the same problem as okc is there anywhere you can expect internal improvement no i mean me neither and that's why i think that that they're a team that is going to by default the conference got better they're going to be worse and so you hit the nail on the head which is what i wanted to bring up um with dame and cj and i and i think this is probably going to be your talking point too right is the idea if, if CJ's out there. He's out of yeah. there. If they're 10th in the West at All-Star break, do they break it up? Or do they break it up after a season? Or what's what's the scenario that I'm always of the mindset, if you're in the playoffs, you keep them. But they definitely have to be thinking pretty here soon, what could we get for CJ McCollum? Like, what could we get for him? You think CJ's the guy to move? Not Dame? Yeah, duh. I'm keeping Dame. Yeah, me too. I, I'm keeping Dame ten times out of ten in that scenario. I like CJ, no, but no part of me wants to keep CJ over Dame. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, there was the tires kicked. The tires were kicked about CJ for Drummond uh, last year or two years ago. I think. <laughs> How long ago was it? I think it was before last season. So, oh. you know, maybe maybe know something like that. Maybe there's something like that happening, but yeah. So I I think I I think I'm with you. I think if this is I don't see them doing it as an all star break scenario, like a trade deadline scenario. Do you see them doing that? I think if they handle it, it's off season, right? Oh, it's off season for sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They're um, also smart enough to know to not shake it up during the. Yeah, because you never know. Again, I mean, a, a win streak away from being third, uh, even if they're tenth in the conference at all star break. Uh, if if anything, if it plays out like last year, which I think there's a strong chance it plays out pretty similar to last uh, to last year, with how with how good these teams are, 
Um, okay, so the last team to talk about in this division, the Utah my favorite Jazz. team in the conference. Yeah, the Utah Jazz. I'll, I'll let you lead the way. What's the one thing you're looking forward to with the Utah Jazz this year? What's the one thing you watch? I have three big questions with these teams. My biggest one, um, obviously, is centered around the player that uh, your guys could have gotten. Um, I don't really know if you know his name. Um, nope. But he could have been a piston. Don't know. End up, didn't really end up being a piston. Uh, but We got does, Luke. We're not stressed. <laughs> but does Donovan Mitchell, of course, make that next big jump from, you know, being a really amazing rookie going to an amazing, like, superstar player? You know what I mean? Like, does mm-hmm. does he make that big jump? Um, Another big thing was they also were another team that had that big win streak that we were talking about. Yeah, they did. Um, they were dead in the waters at the beginning. Because that's... Yeah, exactly. And for me, honestly, I think this might be a hot take. I still have them as a two seed this year in the West. Yeah, That's I'm not buying that. I'm not I think buying they're two that. seeds. I'm buying it. I'm selling into the Jazz. Hashtag take note nation. Um, we out here. Look, no I jazz. actually, I actually think, and I like Utah. I think there's I very. Utah. I think there's. I think there's. Uh, I think there's a wider variety of possible outcomes and people are expecting with the Utah Jazz because I think Donovan Mitchell is so incredibly important to their offense if he and he doesn't strike me as the type of player that does that or that would but if he has a sophomore slump how much does that affect this team and I think the answer is greatly understandable for me um I think something about this Utah team reminds me a lot about uh, your team that won the championship in 0405. They're really similar. It's in the sense of... They... Stop it. They're not. They'll never be. Stop. Okay. Okay. I know you'll never think that. But uh, <laughs> they're really similar. And the thing was, for me, I think, because they went the last three months, I think they went 20 and 1, maybe? Utah? Yeah. Something ridiculous. But for me, like, it all correlated to the fact that uh, Rudy Gobert came back from his injury. So, like, that yeah. makes sense. Like, you have some type of positive thing going on there. Yeah. But Rudy, for, go ahead. But for me, my biggest thing is in the West, where it's such a star driven thing, you really have no superstar talent. Yeah. Yeah, and and if if Mitchell, to be clear, Mitchell elevates himself, I think he he is superstar worthy. Oh yeah, for sure, easily. So, um, so yeah, I I think I like I like Utah a lot. I think they're going to be a good team, um, and I'm even gonna take the over on them because the over is at forty eight and a half, and I think oh that's I say I say they could easily get fifty two fifty three. Yeah, and and I think. I think that what you said about Gobert is very is very key. Now, on one hand, if you assume Gobert is healthy all season, then yeah, this team is easily over forty eight wins. But the last couple seasons, he hasn't been health, healthy all year. So, 
is so I'm stuck between between do I assume he's going to miss games or do I go the best? He's always going to miss time. He's always going to miss some games. Uh, those numbers obviously have to of. be the numbers have to be down, of course. But my thing for the Jazz in general is, like, it'll be hard to convince me that they might not that they're not the second best team in the West. Like, I think the Houston Rockets would definitely beat them in a series. But I still think that they're the second best team. Well, the Houston Rockets have a better regular season formula. They're going to win more games, and so I don't see I don't see this Utah as as a two seed. And and if and I think I think Rockets are just one, uh, just even like a half a tier. Like Utah's at like the top of the tier that's below the tier that Houston's in, in my eyes. Like it, there's 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 a gap, and it's not a big gap, but there's a gap to me. And the difference is, like you said, superstars: Chris Paul and James Harden versus Donovan Mitchell. And my thing is, it's like they're very much like your O four O five Pistons at one, as in the sense where did they not really have a superstar on that team? No, they had a bunch of really good players that were really good, and they all knew how to play with each other. They had an amazing coach. Um, I think that the Jazz will be fine. I think if they could find a way to... I, that's the thing. Like You're never going to get that superstar guy there, so they're kind of in this weird spot of just being a really good 3, 4, 5 seed in the West that's solid, but it'll just never be able yeah. to get over that hump. They're kind of going to be in that same position that the Memphis Grizzlies were years yeah. back. I agree. I agree, and I think and I think Utah is a very strong thir- three seat. Like I almost want to lock oh, them a as very a strong seat. Like, if, like it's Golden State, Houston, Utah, then OKC. Yeah, I I I think that that's that's the top four. That's pretty solidified. I think OKC is the is the one spot where it's like okay, maybe they end up as low as fifth, but I don't see much lower than that. Um, but I, I think Utah is I think Utah is a team that's that's a hair better than the, the rest of the teams below them in the three through ten because everybody's making a big deal about the three through ten but I think it's the four through ten. I think Utah is I think Utah is it I think Utah is in I think even the worst case scenario, Donovan Mitchell has a sophomore slump. Rudy Gobert misses his normal amount of games. I still think this is a low end seven or eight seed. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I I like Utah. Um, they're they're gonna be. I got league passes here. We got league passes here. So they're gonna be a team that we're watching pretty often. Oh, I know. What's your league pass teams you're gonna be watching the most of? Um, I guess for this, if we're going just off this division, let's let's do that. Let's make this a game. Let's let's rank let's rank the five teams. Um, in order of league pass. Um. Ooh, number one is. Denver for me for sure. Yep. Number one is Denver. Number two is Utah. Number three is OKC. Number four is Timberwolves. And five is Portland. Shoot. I can just go one through three and leave the rest, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Blazers, look, they're, they they play a fun style of basketball, but we've seen the same style of basketball for years. Man, um, I'm just here to watch, like, Jokic throw, like, elbow no-lookers, like... I want him to do the Jason Williams elbow pass. <laughs> kind of just on the high elbow pass, like just like yeah. throwing off of his elbow to like the back door. Like, All right. 
Oh so, yeah. yeah. When is when is Andre Robertson getting back? Um, I heard that he experienced a set. There was a setback in his delay. Let me see. Um, let me see if I can quickly find that. Oh, by the way, though, we didn't. I forgot. I forgot. This is poor podcasting on my part. Forgot to do the over under for Portland at forty one and a half. Under. Under. Yeah, that's interesting because forty one and a half. I think. Are they counting forty two? Are they? Is Vegas then assuming that forty two is a playoff team in the West? Yeah. If that's the case, then they're then they're calling Portland as a, as a team that's going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah, just looking at it now. Yeah, I Vegas <laughs> Vegas is predicting that it's forty three, forty four wins to get you in the playoffs in the West. So yeah, I'm I'm with that. I'll go I'll go a slight under. I don't think they go any worse than like thirty eight. Oh, I feel that. Really um, quickly, while we're still bullshit, and did I tell you I saw uh, last night? I saw some Cavs at Harper's last night. Really? Yeah, man. Um, so people don't know this. We go to a school, and uh, well, yeah, fuck it. We go to Michigan State, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say nobody. We're not breaking news here, buddy. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, so uh, Michigan the Cavs, State. I I didn't know if that was secret or not, but uh, okay. Yeah, the Cavs and Pistons were playing at the Breslin, which is our home arena for basketball. Um, and Thursday night they're out at a bar that basically like every college kid goes to. Um, so I went to Harper's and, um, yeah, they're just, they're at a table with a bunch of security people around them. Tristan Thompson was there. Jerry was in there with no shirt and he had a bottle of hand in his hand. Um, I don't want to incriminate him. Uh, we got Boston office here. We don't got boss Novas. That's not in the budget. <laughs> We're just gonna roll with it. We're just gonna roll with it. I feel like I feel like that's such a normal thing with J.R. Smith that I don't even feel like anybody's any publications would pick it up. Yeah, that's I feel like true. that's like oh, um, what else would J.R. Smith be doing in his off time? No, it was funny because uh, I was with one of my friends from work and we were like ordering a drink, and. Uh, the guy that was there, just like their guys that were just there covering the table for them, like they were just like a bunch of dudes in suits. One of them went up, and they're just like, "How much is a bottle for Hennessy?" And they're just like, "We don't sell by the bottle." And then the owner was just like, "Oh, we'll do it for you guys." And then they just charged it. And he grabbed a bottle, and he grabbed a bottle of Hen, and he was just chilling. Any pistons there? Uh, nah, not that I know of. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, so well, so while we were telling that story about J.R. Smith, um, Robertson will be out to at least December. Okay. Um, yeah, he experienced a will setback he in his. Will he be able to make a three when he comes back? Will he be able to what? Make a three when he comes. Come on, no dude. Come on. <laughs> no way. No he, way. He couldn't make a three when his legs were healthy. Yeah. And now we short ACL, we're expecting him to make a three. Exactly. Yeah, get out of here with that. Um, what are we doing here? All right, Kill. Thank you for coming on. Yep, this we kind of reached our time limit yeah. there for sure. This has been the Northwest Division Preview Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, on all the social medias, at Real Chris Platty. Um, you can find my content on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud now, Podbean, everywhere. Oh, you're um, a SoundCloud rapper now? Yeah, I'm a SoundCloud rapper now. 
I got I got that SoundCloud link for for people. Check out Word. my SoundCloud. Um, so yeah, so go over there. Uh, follow me on SoundCloud now. I don't have a lot of followers because I just started posting. I posted the very last podcast I did was uh, was the first podcast I posted on there on SoundCloud. So um, so go follow your boy on SoundCloud. Just search Chris Platty and you'll and you'll find me and you'll be able to add me and follow or follow me and uh, check out all my podcasts there if that's the if that's the site you prefer to get your podcast content. Um, but for those of you that listen on Apple. Please leave a review, rate five stars, subscribe, do all that. Again, with uh, with with Spotify as well. Follow the podcast, um, and do and share it, promote it, do whatever you can. Same with Podbean. I greatly appreciate it. Akil, what's your Twitter handle for those of you looking uh, for those fans looking for more stories about J.R. Smith and Hennessy? Oh man, you need my Snapchat story for that because I got Snapchats of him drinking up by the bottle with no shirt on, but. Uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at Akil H H, so A K H I L H H. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on, brother. I'll be back at our apartment. Uh, I'll be back at our apartment this weekend. So thanks Same. for thanks be for coming Sunday. on the pod. See you. Yeah. Then. <laughs> See. You. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.